0: This content is suitable for curious and objective listeners and viewers only. User discretion is advised. You know they say if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're going. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to The Credential Show. I'm your host Charles and we have a great episode today. I want to start off by saying none of us really know who we are until things don't go our way. And what I mean by that is we really don't see our full potential. We don't realize our full potential until our back is not necessarily against the wall, but our back is flipped in a position we're uncomfortable in. And it takes getting flipped in that position and realizing that you could have a defeatist mindset or a believe it mindset. I was going to say believest, but that's not a word, right? A believe it mindset. And that's the difference between staying stuck or flipping right back into position. <laughs> now, I start off. With that quote because today's episode's guest had a situation with their business where things needed to be taken care of and now they are unfortunately unable to be a guest on the show and chop it up and share their story and their experiences. And I share that because that's everyday life of a business owner where you're in constant figure-it-out mode. You're in constant adjustment mode. You're in constant have to be ready to pivot and make decisions to drive your business or save your business or stabilize your business or grow your business. And I share that because... It even applies to podcasting in the show, right? I could either say, oh, oh, no episode this week because, you know, uh, or just not say nothing. Or you can put out some content and someone said a very poignant statement. Forget if it's a podcast or audible book where they said, The minute you feel like you have to share and hold information in, you don't know enough. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. That's big boy talk. That's big girl talk. And I say that because... That's just real. You know, there is no explanation behind it, (laughs) but that's just real. You're also getting me post Luka versus the Dallas Mavericks. (laughs) I mean, not versus the Dallas Mavericks. That's me versus me. (laughs) But Luka versus the Clippers. And personally... I have to just give him a I have to give him a round of applause because what he did is well it's banned in certain countries, you know, like playoffs Left left footed fadeaway step back from the three over multiple defenders and the way he just i'm taller than you and more skilled than you in terms of patrick beverly patrick beverly you know i'm so sad i'm stumbling on the words because he's a kevin garnett disciple and i'm a kevin garnett disciple but when you do that to a disciple of kg and you just, I mean, words can't describe. It was. Uh-oh. It was one of those. It really was one of those. So I'm excited to have this episode because I found some very interesting information. From this book, Never Split the Difference, by Chris Voss. And this book has so many practical tips and tricks and mindset gems for everyday business because... I think we don't realize at the end of the day, no matter how you slice it, business is sales. (laughs) Sales is business. You know, when people say I'm in the business, you're in the business of sales. And the marketing, the advertising, that's cool, but it's sales that pays the bills and Provides the opportunity to build a marketing and advertising team. Because you got to think about it. Most companies start with not hundreds of people, but tens of people, not even 10, you know, normally five. And everyone is selling in order to gain enough capital. Gain enough equity, gain enough assets to then hire more people to sell. <laughs> and then once those people start making money, then you advertise and you market. Now, don't get me wrong, you're advertising your you're marketing all the way through your sales. They go hand in hand. However, the budget for advertising and marketing starts with the revenue you're generating because the marketing and the advertising costs money. It costs time and money. The sales is free. Because you could do a commission-based team where you kill what you eat. And you could write it off if you're smart. Because when you're in that situation as a salesperson, this is something they don't teach you in college or high school. When you're a salesperson in that sales job, you should incorporate yourself as an LLC. That way, when you're hunting... To kill, to eat. Everything you waste, you can write that as a tax write-off. And then, that reflects on the amount of money you're taxed. So, for instance, if you make 100000 in profit and you had to spend, I don't know, 5000 on gas... Another 5000 on business lunches or dinners. Another, you know, whatever the case may be. As long as you follow the proper protocol with the tax code, you can easily write all those things down. So wait, that way your tax bill isn't as steep as it normally would be if you're just that normal, eager high school, college young professional that's in this sales job as a regular W-9 employee or a W-2, wherever the case may be. So just, you know, food for thought. So the top eight tips I got from Never Split the Difference. Number one, negotiation is not about convincing it's about taking away the disbelief in other words no one's gonna always people buy people buy products and services while not being 100% convinced all the time I do it you do it we all do it right so you have to remember that when you're in a sales and negotiation environment is that And that book, and it made sense, you know, because a lot of times when you're in sales, I I know when I was in sales, you put all your feelings and emotions into it. And especially when you believe and you know something is the best or something that they should try, and it becomes emotional instead of logical or, or rational a lot of times because You know, when you get those no's, (laughs) no matter what, they have an impact on you. And when you're new to it and you don't have proper coaching, they'll make you quit. (laughs) You know, they'll make you, all right, this isn't for me. Because. Because. You haven't understand. You don't really understand that sales is also human. Maybe psyche is a good word, or psychology, or human tendencies. Maybe is a better, even a better word. In that, think about it. Anytime we buy something. Even though we might want it on the first go, we're going to say no when it gets offered to us for the most part. Unless it's like a food, you know, or a necessity, you're probably going to say no because you want to (laughs) negotiate. You want to, all right, I know I want it, but let me see. So you have to remember that, that. That no is that's the start of the negotiation that's the start of the of the challenge that's the start of of the fun in this and like this book said, the great salespeople, the great negotiators, the great business people, right they seek that no first, they seek that out because also too, if you address the elephant in the room. I'm like, all right, there's an elephant. Then it puts everyone a little bit at ease. And a little bit like, all right, all right. We both acknowledge what we see. Cool. And then now we can proceed. So I was one and two. The third one, 7, 38, 55. And this one is Communication Is 7% the words I say 38% the tone And 55% Of the body language and nonverbal cues Which is why A lot of times you've seen during this COVID situation. Communication gets really tricky. When you can't see the person's face and nose. You really can't judge. What they're saying or why they're saying it. And this book kind of just reiterates it. And I mean, I've always kind of known that. I mean, I used to it used to be. 108010. 10, and now this book is saying 73855. So, either way you slice it, body language and tone and nonverbal cues will tell you a lot. You know? You, you ever notice you can tell when someone really doesn't want to talk? Or when they're uncomfortable so they're just very brief? So just, you know, food for thought. Number three. There are three types of yeses. Counterfeit. Confirmation. In commitment. And. This was a cool. Tip I thought I should share because. When you're in the sales negotiation environment. You got to remember that. Yeah. There are three types of yeses. Right. How many times have you said. You want to talk to a friend on the phone. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you already know what that means, <laughs> right? Or how many times have you done something and had success and like, yeah, right, like yeah, this the one. And then how many times have you made a tough decision and be like, yes, yes, this is it. So you have to remember that in sales, right? You have to remember that in sales. Those, those three, those three yeses, I think. What's dope about this is that we knew it, but this labels it and gives it something that you can go by to remember. You know, because this is this isn't common information, but it's practical, useful information that you have to, you know, kinda think <laughs> and shift your mindset and your perspective and take it away from yourself. Focusing on another person type thing. (laughs) Number four. Is great negotiators seek no. So that was the second. That was a two for one. Right? Great negotiators seek no. Number five. No deal is better than a bad deal. And... This, to me, is pretty straightforward and simple. I took this as... Sometimes you got to know when to say no. And... If you really... Have... Conviction and... And long-term thinking... And... and a, so not an influential, but informative team around you, then you have to know when to say no. Discernment. That's what they call it, right? Discernment. You got to know. And you know what that also includes too? And I'm I'm realizing this. Due to Rudy Ru the astrology guru, you gotta trust your gut more right? you gotta believe in your gut and when your gut is telling you something, you gotta just rock with it because that gut is that that third instinct that. That higher power, you know, telling you without telling you. So, another thing to think about. Number six, people will take great risk to avoid losses than to make greater returns. And I was like, damn makes sense because a lot of, a lot of, I mean, the majority of us rather be safe, not sorry, right? Fight or fight and survive, right? Survive, then thrive. And that's kind of why, you know, and it it takes, it takes to be successful from having when you have not as many resources as you like what's crazy is it takes even more sacrifice <laughs> to really put you over the top you have to do without even more when you when you if you if you, you're trying to reach a a higher level of success because And that doesn't mean physical, you know, that's the thing. It may not be, it doesn't mean you have to work more hours at your job. Really, it's probably more mental. You have to read and listen to, read or and or listen to mad books (laughs) and take and pay for mad courses. And make time for mag coaching and mentors. So it's not necessarily physical. It's really more mental. And it takes months. But think about it. It takes months. And you can master something. It really doesn't take years no more. There's too much technology. There's too much information. You can ma- master something in months in 2021. Are you willing to do it, though? You know, the opportunity's here. I'm trying to. Work my way into mastering podcasting and editing, editing, and producing in <laughs> Photoshop. You know, this is a one man operation. Because I want to master how to do this. And am I a master? No. Right now? No. But I've only been doing it for months. The upside is I could become a master. The downside, there is no downside. So, more food for thought. Number seven. This is a good one. If you want a salary increase while at your job, tie your salary demands with your success terms. Everyone who doesn't have experience negotiating salary, the first thing they do is just And the only thing they do probably is just list a salary. Maybe a title. However, the key to getting the salary that you want and the raise or the position that you want and or the position that you want, according to this book, which I think is probably pretty accurate, is to attach your salary demands with your success terms and tie your management into your goals and your future plans and how you plan to succeed. So for instance, hey Jeff, hey Susie, I know we spoke earlier about... Nah, I couldn't give you... That's my master course on sales and negotiation. (laughs) I'm not going to release it yet. But... Get this book. This book is really good, you know, because it opened my eyes to a lot of different things. And I only put... I'm only giving you eight, but there's about... Legitimately 20 to 30 good tips, tricks, mindsets never split the difference. And I actually got this through IG recommendations because people were posting on their IG. And I was like, you know what? Let me go on Audible. Let me scoop this. I got my credit. Let me go... Let me go see what this is talking about. And now I see why they post it. I shared it with a couple of my friends. You know. This. is some point. It's some point. And the last one. Is. Don't avoid. Honest. Clear. Conflict. And. This one is the so simple yet very difficult reminder in that handle small problems while they're small and realize no one is really ever gonna really think how you think or believe how you believe no one no one in your 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 chart no one in your 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 astrology signs no one in your your organizations your family all that we all think uniquely, so we have to realize that. At any moment, with any person over so many different things, there could be and there probably will be disagreement. And when that happens, like this book says, seek to understand, not seek to listen. listen to understand not listen to speak you know we're all guilty of it listening just to get what you gotta say off so I think this book really hit it home that don't make the little things turn into big things In terms of conflict, because that's how it explodes. Now, in other news, Joe Biden has said, I'm not going to use my executive orders to lower the. Student loan burden that millions of seventeen to eighteen year old unfinancially illiterate and brainwashed <laughs> young people are oh. Right, so I say all that to say, yeah, he did not use his executive orders to lower the financial aid burden that we face. That through his National Community Service Initiative, Plan Thoughts, and I wanted to bring this up because this is a great reminder of you have to keep the pressure on these political people to hold them accountable and even remind them of the things that you wanted and you voted for or the things that not even that you wanted you voted for but the things that they were promising or the things that you were assuming assumptions assuming was going to happen and now it's not happening or now it's being pushed to the congress so that's why I also wanted to put it out, because now that the Congress has the opportunity to bring it up to legislation, and it looks like if Congress decides to bring it up to leg- legislation that he's going to pass it, then that means that wherever these community organizers are, that rally us to get us to vote and wherever these organizers and rally people and you're so political we need to keep that same energy and we need consistent updates and consistent accountability and access to these people that we're supposed to endorse and vote for and they get money out of our wages so they can meet our demands or we put them in positions of power so they can meet our demands then hey you know i really don't blame the everyday citizen it's more like hey where are these community organizers and ralliers and political activists you know that All these people organized and rallied in in line to vote. It's like. Where y'all at during the regular season? (laughs) You know. Playoffs. I respect it. Y'all out there. But regular season is. You need a good regular season to get to the playoffs. That's the key. You disrespect the regular season too much. you Can't even make the playoffs. So. Whoever sees this, whenever you see this, you know, reach out to your local congressperson and let them know, hey, I would greatly appreciate if you could support some lowering of some financial aid forgiveness, financial aid, student loan forgiveness. If you can support a bill that would reduce that bill. That personal bill that we face. Financial aid. See how they give it to us too? Financial aid. We're coming to help... Break your back at the bank. (laughs) Oh, man. And think about how crazy this is. You could file for bankruptcy... But if you have student loans... That don't get resolved. You still got to... mm Give me that. <laughs> give me some. Think about that. You can go bankrupt. Student loans still need to get theirs. And the president... Has all the power in the world. All the leverage... And... Executive orders... They didn't use it. So... That says something. What it says. Hey, we could talk about it. We could think about it. Let's think about it. Right? What, What does that say? So. And lastly. I. Said on my last podcast. That. Joey Darshan that you don't even have to really read no more right I mean yeah read no more If you just know how to write and listen you will be straight and then we kind of said no nah, but books and contracts and we're like yeah that makes sense but now there's an app speechify <laughs> where it will literally read your pdfs your articles your books it'll read it all Speechify it's the name of the app. Shout out to Mon Dukes for finding that. Loyal listener and supporter. Thank you. (laughs) But the world's changing. It's evolving. It's adapting. And you need to be aware of it. Inform yourself. Inspire yourself. Love yourself. So... That's it for today's episode. Little gems, little nuggets. All we do is... I actually shout out Luca to Don. And what he did today was... What he did with those clippers. was very disrespectful. It was... It reminds me of a story of... I was at the barber shop with my uncle. And I had an afro. And I thought, you know, get it touched up. And the barber proceeded to give me a baldy. <laughs> and that reminds me of what happened tonight with Luca the Dawn. He just gave the Clippers a baldy, and 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 left just the mustache, shaved all the beard off, just left the, just left the mustache, <laughs> and a soul patch. <laughs> oh man! Thank you all for listening. Please review, leave some comments, leave some feedback, subscribe, the Credential Show. You already know. Gotta go. R.P. Shardy Low.